Welcome to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the latest marketing trends, tools, and tips, and provide you with the top resources you need to thrive and make your marketing mesmerizing. And now, here's your host, Dimple Dang. Welcome back, my Mesmerizing Marketing Tribe. This is part two of the Influencer Series, and we're going to be talking about the art of negotiation, how to secure better terms and pay for influencers. So if you listen to my previous episode on influencers, you will understand the importance of micro and nano influencers. And there are challenges that come about when it comes to negotiating and making sure that you're getting paid fairly for your collaborations and you're setting the stage to get the right terms for your agreements. And so we're going to be talking about all of that. So one of the most important factors of being a micro influencer is really knowing your worth, right? And it's understanding what your unique value proposition is and how you can do that. Like step one is that you can identify your niche. You want to determine what specific area of niche or expertise or interest is one that sets you apart from all the other influencers. And that's really important because that's going to be your unique selling point, which is going to help you appeal to brands that are aligned with your niche. So this can be, for example, you could be in the niche of podcasting and you can be a podcaster. You could be in the niche of the legal industry and that can be your niche. You could be in the niche of health and fitness and that can be your niche. But within health and fitness, there can be something more specific that you can narrow it down to. So maybe it's that you are into aerobics and that can be your niche, right? Then the other part that's really important, and I talk about this all the time, you'll hear me talk about it in my rooms, you'll hear me talk about it here, is personal branding. Your personal brand is so important, and you want to make sure that you're developing a brand that is consistent, but that also represents your values, your personal style, and your interest. And that personal brand should resonate with your target audience and that is what's actually helping you establish that connection with them, that strong connection. Then the other part is once you have an audience, you have to be able to engage with them. So being able to cultivate a loyal and engaged following by interacting with your audience via comments, DMs, and even within your live streams you know, that's going to be more valuable to a brand because it actually shows them that you have influence and you have the ability to drive consumer behavior. And that's what they care about because that is what's going to lead to them getting more sales is you have the ability to influence your connections, your audience, your fans, your followers to take action based on what you are sharing. And that's the one thing that brands really care about. The other thing that you have to be aware of is how do you assess the worth of your content and your audience engagement? So one aspect is the quality of content. You want to evaluate the quality of your content and you also want to evaluate how unique it is. And if you have high quality content, that's going to attract more followers 
It's going to also increase your engagement. And ultimately, it's going to make you more attractive as a partner for brands. Then the other thing you want to do is you want to analyze your audience's demographics. You want to know what their age is, their average like age range, their gender, where they located, what their interests are. And all of this information is really important for brands because they're looking for influencers that can help them reach their target markets. Now pay attention to this one because this is really important. Your engagement rate. You have to be able to calculate your engagement rate. So in order to calculate your engagement rate is you want to divide the total number of your interactions, which can be likes, comments, or shares by the number of followers. And then you want to multiply by a hundred to get a percentage and the higher engagement rate that you have, that's going to tell brands that you have a more active and engaged audience, and that's going to increase your value to potential collaborations with brands. So make sure that you are calculating your engagement rate and you're trying to increase that engagement rate over time as you perfect your content, as you're testing out new things, keep on raising that engagement rate. All right. Now I'm also going to talk about the importance of utilizing social media analytics and also industry benchmarks to support your case, right? So a lot of these social media platforms already have their own built-in analytics tools. So, you know, Instagram has insights, Twitter has analytics, and then there's also third-party platforms. Like if you're using Hootsuite or Sprout Social, like they also gather a good amount of data based on how your account is performing, your audience demographics, and also your engagement metrics. So you can actually take a look at those. Then the other thing you want to do is you want to compare with industry benchmarks. So you want to research industry benchmarks for influencers and not just influencers, but influencers in your niche. And you want to see how your performance measures up. And that's going to help you identify how you can improve and also understand what your worth is within that particular market and niche. Also, you want to track your growth. So you want to document your account growth and engagement metrics over a period of time. And maybe you look at it every month, but also you can do like a quarterly review to see how you've improved from one quarter to the next. And as long as you are improving consistently, that's going to really be a win-win when it comes to negotiating with potential collaborations. The other thing you can do is you can actually showcase your collaborations that have been successful. So make sure that you're able to highlight any previous collaborations that resulted in a positive outcome for you as well as a brand. And that means that you help that brand increase their brand awareness. You help them get more sales or even overall engagement. And then you can use these success stories as proof of the value that you can bring to future collaborations as well. So once you understand what your unique value proposition is, and you're able to assess the worth of your content, as well as your audience engagement, and in connection with that, that you're utilizing social media analytics, as well as industry benchmarks, then you're really going to begin to know what your worth is, and you're going to be able to negotiate better terms for your collaborations. The other thing I want to talk about that's really important is when it comes to collaborations, you need to be a great negotiator. So if you're not, 
You want to develop exceptional negotiation skills. And part of that comes down to effective communication. So you want to make sure that you're able to convey your point where it is clear and you're persuasive and it's also not confusing. You want to eliminate any misunderstandings. And part of that is really being a good listener. It's being an active listener because that's going to show the brand that you're really engaged in the conversation and you're open to what their perspective is. And when it comes to negotiating, you want to make sure that you do it in this manner. You want to be clear and concise. You want to clearly articulate your terms as well as your expectations. And you want to keep the language that's simple and easy for anyone to understand. You don't have to use complicated words. The other thing is you can ask open-ended questions. So you can encourage dialogue by asking questions and this can really help you get to the bottom of any issues or any concerns that they may have. And of course, listen attentively, always listen attentively. And by that, I mean, make sure that if you're on a phone call with them, like where you're on Zoom, make sure that you're paying full attention or if you're meeting with them in person, that you're making eye contact and you're not distracted. And when they're talking, you can also show them that you're listening by nodding, by going back and summarizing their points, by asking even a follow-up question. The other thing that's really important is that you have to be able to show empathy for their concerns. So even if you're not in agreement with what they are offering you or what they're saying, you have to be able to understand it from their viewpoint and show empathy because that's going to help create an environment that's more collaborative and it's going to help you build that stronger connection with that particular brand. Whether you end up working with them this time around or not is irrelevant because other brands may also have other brands that they can refer you to. And maybe it wasn't a good fit for you two, but there might be other people that they know. So never burn your bridges with them. All right, let's talk about how you can build rapport and trust with these potential partners and brands is you want to be able to find some common ground. So you want to identify like, what do you have that's in common with that brand? Are your values aligned? Are your goals the same? Do you have shared interest? And, you know, do you have any experiences specifically from that industry that that brand is in? Well, you need to be able to find that common ground and communicate it to that brand. Then the other thing is always be truly genuine and be authentic and be yourself and just be transparent about what your strengths are as well as your limitations. And by doing this, it's going to help you establish trust with the brand because they're seeing that you're honest and you're also willing to be vulnerable. So they're going to know that you're not just trying to take advantage of the situation, that you're just being yourself. And then remember to show respect and also appreciation. So make sure that you are treating them with respect and consideration, even if you don't agree with their viewpoint. Obviously, never raise your voice, stay calm, and be respectful. If you, even if you're annoyed, they don't need to see that. You can kindly decline and you can end the call and make it short, but they don't need to see that. The other thing that's important is the ability to be adaptable and also patient. So you want to make sure that you are able to be adaptable 
to their timeline and to their preferences. Let's say that you submit content, they want revisions. Well, be willing to make those revisions, but also make sure that there's not unnecessary work creeping into the project that's now requiring you double or triple the time than you initially allocated for and that you negotiated with. So just keep that in mind. And then you also need to understand how you're going to handle their objections and do it professionally. So you want to stay calm, you want to stay composed, and you want to not react impulsively. You want to actually like soak it in and come up with a response in a calm manner. And then if you're not really sure about what they're offering, ask them for clarification to make sure that you are understanding what is part of that brand deal and what's not. Then you want to also address their concerns directly. So make sure that you are addressing them directly and that you also have like reasoning or evidence to support your position. So if you're trying to ask for more, more pay, then make sure that you can back that up with your data and your stats and your engagement rates or whatever it is that you have, because you need to be able to justify that to them. So always go into, you know, the negotiation prepared. And that means that you need to be able to know your numbers. You need to know what you bring to the table. You need to know, you know, why you're different and essentially why you should be given that opportunity, you know, to get that brand deal. And then also, if you're not able to come to any terms, it's okay to like take a break from negotiating and say, you know what, let me think about this for a day or two. Is it okay if I get back to you? And just having that time apart from, from both perspectives can be a good thing because by the time that you've taken the time apart, they may actually realize, you know what, if I don't get this person to work with me, now I have to go find someone else and that's going to take me another week or two. So maybe I'll just pay them the extra $20 that they're asking for or $100 or whatever it is and then just keep it moving, right? So keep that in mind. All right, guys, you know that special gift I told you about? Well, here it is. I wanted to put together an example of a letter as a micro-influencer that you can send. Let's assume like just a hypothetical situation that you are a beauty influencer and you want to work with a particular beauty brand. What kind of letter can you send them? So I'm going to read a letter out to you. And yes, I did get ChatGPT to help me with this letter. So you know what? It did a great job. So we're going to use it. So for the subject, you can say something like exciting collaboration opportunity with, and that would be your name. And then you can say a passionate beauty enthusiast, or you could leave that part off. Like the titles are up to you, right? And then you can say, my name is so-and-so and I'm a beauty enthusiast with a growing online presence on, and you can say which social media platforms, like if you're on TikTok, Instagram, things like that. And you can say that you've been a fan of their brand for quite a bit of time and you believe that collaboration between us can be mutually beneficial. You can also say, as a micro-influencer in the beauty niche, I have a highly engaged audience that trusts my recommendations and values my authentic content. I'm confident that partnering with your brand will be a great opportunity for the both of us. Then you can put a section on why should you consider collaborating with me? 
and you can outline these things in bullet points and you can talk about targeted audience. You can say my, you know, 5,000 followers are primarily this type of demographic who are passionate about skincare and makeup. This demographic aligns perfectly with your brand's target audience because again, target audience is something that they do care about. That's huge. Then the other thing you want to highlight in a bullet point would be high engagement rate. You can say, I consistently receive a high engagement rate on my content with an average of blank percent engagement rate across my post. And don't lie about this. So just be honest, you guys, with whatever your engagement rate is, because they can, you know, look into that further. Then you can say, this demonstrates that my followers are truly interested in what I have to say and are likely to take action based on my recommendations. Third bullet point is going to be about the authentic content. So you can say authentic content. I pride myself on creating relatable content that resonates with my audience by sharing my honest experiences and opinions about beauty products. I built a strong sense of trust with my followers who view me as a reliable source of information. All right, fourth bullet point, we can talk about aesthetic alignment. My content style and aesthetic complement your brand's image, making our potential collaboration a natural fit. You can check out my social media profiles and content here and then provide a link to your social media profiles or maybe you have a online beauty blog. You can link it there. Then also the last bullet point, track record of successful collaborations. So you can say, I've worked with several beauty brands in the past, including this brand and this brand, so name the brands, and I have consistently delivered great results in terms of engagement, reach, and conversions. Then you can say, I'm excited about the possibility of working together and promoting your products to my audience. I would be happy to discuss potential collaboration ideas, such as product reviews, sponsored posts, giveaways, or any other creative concepts that align with your marketing goals. Please feel free to reach out if you would like to explore this opportunity further, or if you have any questions about my proposal, I look forward to potentially working with your amazing brand. Thank you for your time and consideration. Then you're going to put your name, you're going to sign it. Sincerely, warm regards, ciao, whatever you want. You can put your name, your email address, your phone number, and your social media links. So if you guys want to reach out to brands, that is one great way to start getting more brand deals is you being proactive instead of waiting for brands to come to you. And as a micro influencer, this is the best way to get more brand deals. Hope you try it out and enjoy it. Let me know how it goes. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode and also share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. And follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is at marketingexpert.com. And also join her mesmerizing marketing club also on Clubhouse for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing.